Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community, and communities create social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Tom Putnam. He's a documentarian who is a storyteller of a very particular and specific sort who's who's stepping into, and I think has stepped into it before, a narrative film. And his new film, The Dark Divide, is, you know, it's a delightful, it's a fun, thoughtful, and deeply moving film. You're, you're going you're gonna to need to see that. And I, I see this, and I know I say that a lot, folks, but, but that's part of why I love what I do. And, and there, you know, so much more going on than meets the eye. Relationships matter. Uh, we're, everything is awesome. I just recently had the pleasure of interviewing Werner Herzog and, and Clive Oppenheimer about their new film, Fireball. And, and, he, and, and Werner Herzog said, everything is awesome. And I think Tom, in this uh, interview uh, and in this film, really does, uh, can I say fixate on that, but really focus on that. And it's just, it's so much fun. Uh, gorgeous cinematography. The music is, is stellar. The metaphors abound. It's about searching. This film's about dreaming. This is about the myth of Sisyphus and David Cross from, as many of you will know, uh, from one of my favorite TV shows of all time, Arrested Development. Deborah Messing is, is in the film as well. And you're going to recognize some other folks, some great, uh, um, supporting cast, uh, as a great supporting cast in this film as well. And it's, this is a comedy, uh, but it's about it's about life and about how how much life actually can you know can hurt and how hard it really is. We talk about relational caretaking and and Icarus. We talk about mastering nature and 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 what you know this journey that that's ahead. And you know some of it's a physical journey, but 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 it goes so much uh, deeper than that. The story's rooted in truth. It's uh, rooted in truth. What does that mean? It's rooted in 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 a somebody's uh, story and you're going to want to you're going to want to look into this man robert piles his name and uh um yeah that's that's all i'm going to say there uh tom certainly gets into that a little bit as we sort of unpack uh, this film together but it's delightful it's about staying present and, and and you know about being at a crossroads and and how we all need to just be a little more uh, uh flexible and, and and find the joy the pure joy in the simple things so so uh stay tuned uh, for for my interview with uh, Tom Putnam coming right up about the Dark Divide, and make sure you put this one on your list. This is a like I said, just a wonderful wonderful ride on so.
so many, so many levels. And don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and speaking. You can purchase a copy of my book, Real Change is Incremental there. And I'm hoping uh, that you'll be able to get access to another one in the not so distant future. And also, uh, if you got to this interview through iTunes or one of the other usual suspects, uh, check out uh, my site, face-to-facelive.ca. You can advertise with us. You can find one of about 540 other interviews there. You can uh, sign up for an email list. And I, what I'm really hoping you're going to do is, is leave us a thumbs up on YouTube. Leave us a review uh, on iTunes. We would really, really appreciate it. And it, it really does make all the difference. Everyone, Everyone's vote counts. And uh, it's it's important that uh, we get, uh, you know, your your thumbs up or, or your note, your five stars. Did you see how I did that? Your five-star review would be wonderful. I would be uh, forever indebted to you for if you would, you know, come alongside us in that way. And then share, share us uh, with family and friends. Uh, uh, follow us on Instagram, of course, face-to-face live and Twitter. You can find us uh, there. So, uh, but for the time being, stay, stay tuned, stay present. Coming right up, uh, Tom Putnam talking about his marvelous new film, The Dark Divide. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest uh, here with us today. I just, I can't, be- I can't believe I'm actually face to face these days, which is weird because it's digitally. <laughs> and we, we have Tom Putnam here today uh, to talk about his delightful, uh, uh, fun, thoughtful new film called The Dark Divide. Tom, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, wow. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's too bad my listeners aren't going to benefit from this actual face-to-face dialogue. They're just going to hear us. It's, uh, you know, I get to, you got a great background there, by the way. I don't know what's going on with that. It's, uh, is that, is that brown sure, craft paper? Crawling, I, cra- I'm, doing, I'm doing a lot of Zoom, so I have a 12-year-old son who's getting very bored at home. And I said, hey, you can either make me a cool Zoom background or keep the kitchen clean, which is what's <laughs> behind there. That's so awesome. I got this amazing background with all these trees and mountains and stuff. It's so great. Well, what a perfect, uh, I was going to say perfect metaphor, but I'm not sure if it's a metaphor, but it's a perfect background for this film. Um, and, and, and you're sort of the divide right there between, you know, in the forest. It's just, right. you, you got to see the image there. It's, uh, well, listen, thanks for joining me today. And, and man, congratulations on the film. Uh, I got to say, I absolutely love the film. Uh, just really delightful and thoughtful and, and great cast, a fun cast. To set the context without giving away, I guess, too much, I suppose, for our, for our listeners. And uh, yeah, tell, tell us a little more. David Cross and Deborah Messing, I mean, just so much fun uh, in so many different ways. Sure. The movie's called The Dark Divide, and it's based on a book and true story by Robert Michael Pyle, who is not only one of America's foremost nature writers, he's also probably the world expert on North American butterflies and moths. He wrote the Audubon Field Guide. Um, I've got several copies, by the way. Just <laughs> You really? No, I don't. No, oh. no. And I, I, what is it? A lepidopterist? Is that right? He's a lepidopterist. Right? There, thank you. An, ex- yeah. an expert in butterflies and moths. Can and, you spell uh, that without checking any sources, uh, Tom? Yes, I can. Oh, good, I just nice. never remember the plural <laughs> if, where the uh, apostrophe goes. Lepidopteri. Uh, So the movie takes place in 1995, which is when the true story happened. And it's about his month-long journey through Washington's Gifford Pinchot National Forest, which is one of uh, North America's largest undeveloped wildernesses. It's absolutely stunning, the the backdrop for this film. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, I come from a documentary background and I make movies in, well, difficult places. I made a film out in the Aleutians in Alaska and I spent 
a year embedded with the busiest fire department in America, which is also in the most dangerous zip code in America. So the goal was to have a small crew and go to places that like a film crew would never be able to get to normally and really create, hopefully create an experience for people. And um, I mean, you saw the movie, we're all, we're deep under the earth in lava tunnels, we're up on the mountains above the tree line in snowstorms and freezing water and everything. And um, yeah, David Cross, who most people know from Arrested Development or Mr. Show or uh, his other series he's done, it was really cool to go out there with him because he has such a strong improvisational background. Oh. And yeah, we knew going into the film, I mean, hey, we're in the Pacific Northwest. It's going to rain. It's going to be thunderstorms, this and that. And we just knew we would have to keep filming. And he was great because we would take five minutes and huddle. Here's what we need to accomplish. And, you know, when you see him out in a rainstorm, that's him in a rainstorm. When you see him dangling off of a 300-foot cliff, that's David Cross doing wow. that or in freezing water. It was, it was quite a thing. So no, no stunt doubles on this set? We did, but we you would be surprised where we used them. They were more, they were, they were more about um, little bits and pieces to bridge things. Um, right. The goal was to have a David do that so that we could get close. So if we're on the edge of a cliff, you can get close on his face and see that it's him or it's a lot of stunts, way more, probably more stunts than there should have been. Um, it, it, it's, it's so cool how he, uh, well, and how you, all of you work together, obviously. I just, I, I've been interviewing filmmakers for years and I was just still stunned and fascinated and amazed at the collaborative nature of filmmaking and how many things have to go right in order to really pull it off. And, and he's such, his comedic sense of timing is genius, but also he really comes through and David, I hope this is okay to say it, but, but, but it's just, the, the dramatic stuff he really does so well. He just, it's a beautiful balance. Thank you. Yeah, I, that's one of the things we went into the film with a lot of unknowns. I was pretty comfortable mm. with David. I mean, we had had, he was very involved when we rewrote the script once he came on board and we oh, had rehearsals great. and we talked so much. It was, I was feeling really good about his dramatic chops, but then, you know, there's, three or four like really critical scenes that range from screaming and crying to like mm. quiet little dramatic moments. And he nailed them. And I mean, I come from a documentary background. We had to shoot very quickly. David comes from a performance background. And I mean, most things in the film are one, maybe two takes. So, wow. Yeah. So also it was really, I hope you sort of feel that in his performance. It, it hopefully feels, doesn't feel rehearsed, even if it's very planned out. No, not, well, from my perspective, not at all. Like, honestly, it's, it really is, you, 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 you move back and forward between this sense of awe and, and kind of wonder at some of the cinematic takes and just gorgeous, stunning cinematography. And then these really thoughtful and, and moving moments, existential moments where, you know, uh, sometimes very deliberate, and then sometimes just. <laughs> by the way, one of the images of the storm brewing, and and he turns around, gets out of his tent, and turns around, and goes, "That's beautiful." And then the crash of lightning—it's just—it's hilarious. Like awesome, it, it, yeah, it's so great. And there's lots of wonderful cinematic comedy. I don't even know if that's a phrase, but you know what I mean. Like just the the the, the contrast, the juxtaposition is brilliant. Yeah, that's that's the word I, I'm always sort of using. Like I'm a. 
I'm a fan of people like Blake Edwards or folks who like just let the comedy sort of unfold in front of the camera. Do people still know who Blake Edwards is? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so um, um, from the old Pink Panther movies and things where I also love in his films that comedy and life hurt. And, mm. you know, if, it, if when David, you see him tumble down a cliff or something, number one, a lot of those scrapes and bruises and scabs are real because it was a very rough shoot, but also it was, you felt the pain. Like it felt like it took place in the, hopefully in the real world, but a real world that slowly drifts into something that's pretty fantastic. You, you feel his pain too. And you feel his, his wife's pain, the relational, the, the separation, obviously. I, I think in my research, I think this actually takes place while she's still alive, this trek, right? Is, is that true? Or? Yeah, so um, the book and, and his true story took place in 1995, but I spent 10 years developing the film and working on getting it made. Wow. And over that time, a lot of things happened in Bob's life. And the film ultimately is based on where Bigfoot walks crossing the dark divide, but seven of his other books. And we, we, Bob, the original author and I worked together to put all of that into a sort of a single timeline. And his wife was such a big part of his life and mm. left such a hole when she was gone. And uh, I'm not giving really much away. It happens pretty early in the film, but um, she has very serious cancer and, and in real life went through a number of remissions. And that was just a constant, specter in their lives and that's i think you know david surprises people in the movie and i think deborah messing really does too people think of her as will and grace and most people yeah, don't know sure. you know she's been in a number of incredible broadway shows and is a classically trained actress and has a lot of dramatic um roles to her credit and she just, she threw herself into this. Um, Tia Pyle, Bob's wife, is a real person. And Deborah, on her own volition, talked to a lot of Tia's uh, family members. When you see her in the film, a lot of the clothes and jewelry she's wearing were Tia's in real life. Mm. The artwork that wow. you see is all, is all actually done by Tia. And I mean, my favorite scene in the movie, weirdly, isn't out in the forest. It's, there's a very quiet scene, I won't give anything away, but that happens in their bedroom and it's a really important scene for them. And that's a scene that was shot basically in like one take and then a take to pick some things up. And David and Deborah just were in the room for a while and I had the headphones on and I shut the door and I listened to them just get into character and just sort of talk. And then we quietly entered with the camera and just like a documentary just started drifting around and filming it. And mm. I think you feel that in a lot mm -hmm. of her performance. She's. Did there's a, Tom, there's a scene, there's, I don't know if it's connected, but the scene in the bathroom and, and where she's clearly struggling. And again, I don't want to, <laughs> don't want to give anything away, but, but she, she shows this concern in the midst of her own angst and pain for him. And, you know, and what's still earlier line? She says like, go, go and chase something. Is that what she yeah. says to him? <laughs> like, she's kind of the parent in the relationship, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. This guy, he's this guy that wants to run around and chase butterflies and what a character. Yeah, she's, she was an amazing, amazing person. And um, one of the things that was really important to me, having gotten to know Bob really well, was I wanted a film. I mean, the movie's, I think, very funny. I mean, most people are referring Absolutely. to it as a sort of like adventure comedy drama. Right, but right. it was really important to me after I got to know Bob and read so much of his poetry, which is, 
I mean, incredibly painful in some cases. Mm. I really wanted people to see not just the struggle of somebody battling cancer, but the struggle that the caretaker goes through and what it does to their relationship. And that isn't something I've really seen in hmm. movies before. And I was like talking about that bathroom scene. Um, I feel like most films sort of sugarcoat the struggle. And I wanted this to just be sort of messy and they love each other and they still laugh and it's heartbreaking and all those things that kind of go into life for all of us. Yeah. Echoes of uh, Wit. Do you remember Wit? Mike Nichols, uh, Emma Thompson. Uh, yeah. That, wow. Good reference. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's well, just the scene, but also I think some of the places it took me, I mean, you've got this, you, you have the darkness with the light and I, and I think that's, it's, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps, but that's, that's, I think that's what's so wonderful about your film and and I don't really know how you pulled it off but it's I think it's genius I really do that I was I had these moments of big smile laugh out loud moments and then really wow just like I said earlier thoughtful moments I wanted to ask you myth of sisyphus in mind when you were making this like is this is this every man and every woman's struggle you know that we all have to go through this that, that i mean i i had this sense of with your establishing shots i had the sense of a road movie ahead of me uh anyway just wondering about where you were philosophically that's it's really cool you mentioned that because i mean there's this very obvious uh visual uh of the trail right and he's going uphill for a lot of the movie and then he goes downhill for the last third of the movie um just or, based or on the rolls train. downhill or yeah, rolls falls downhill. yeah yeah tumbles yeah. slides um <laughs> uh we talked we talked about him and we talked about icarus actually okay. because he has these moments and the gifford pinchot where we filmed part of the reason i fell in love with the book i grew up near there and i spent my childhood just like hiking That's and fishing and cool. camping yeah in those same locations and it's a place i love and it's a place that's very dangerous and it's 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 a thing we need in our lives with nature. And it's also a thing that will, that doesn't care about you. You know, we, we go through life thinking, Oh, what am I going to post on Facebook or what? And, and, you know, you get out in the woods for five minutes and like you saw the film, it's these huge wide shots and he's so small in frame. And it, it was very intentional to remind us how, I mean, really how inconsequential we can be in the grand scheme of things, despite all the personal turmoil we're going through. But also he keeps, sort of getting his balance and thinking he's getting to a degree of competency or sort of mat in that Jack London way, right? Like mastering nature. And then nature's constantly intentionally pulling the rug out from under him, whether it's falling off logs or animals or other surprises that I, that we, I probably don't want to give away, but it's, you know, there's this constant sort of, he flies too close to the sun, he crashes, yep. he flies too close, he crashes would you would you characterize life as and i'm always interested about you know autobiography from from filmmakers you know is life for you paradox and contradiction i mean obviously beauty beauty on the one hand and just this i mean obviously there's a there's a there's a, 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 a gradation in between i suppose for those that have eyes to see but love to hear your thoughts on that because it really comes out in the film thank you um i mean even though it's based on a true story, there's a lot of me in the film. I think the film represents my worldview, which is that life can be hard and life can be painful. But if you remember to have a sense of humor and stay true to yourself and challenge yourself, there can be a lot of hope at the other side of it. But 
I mean, in my life, I, you come through things and you learn from them, but they all, they all leave scars, right? And that's just the human condition. Um, I think ultimately the character in the film, even though the incidents are true, I think how he reacts to them and his sort of stumbling and fumbling and pushing himself forward, even though he's scared and he knows he's not prepared. I think that's probably more me than Bob. Bob mm. is actually a fairly competent outdoors person. <laughs> and, but what fun is that, right? Yeah, right, <laughs> um, right, right, yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of moments in there, a lot of the reactions that I, I think I, I bring to it. And that's sort of, you know, I sort of think of myself as a big kid where, I'm 48, but I like to think in a good and bad way, I still sort of am a kid. I'm, sometimes that's a problem, and you see it in the movie where his relate, he's has a hard time in relationships because he reacts like a little kid, and he, he wants to let the adult take the reins. But at the same time, he has this great imagination and wonder that I think is... It's beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah, beautiful. It's, save, it's saving grace, probably. Um, I love laser tag, too, by the way. I really do. <laughs> I, okay. I, when I go with my kids, and which is not that often anymore, I'm pretty sure I'm enjoying myself more than anyone else in the room. That I will say is not in the book, and that's entirely me. I, <laughs> I, when I go to, I get, you know, I have a 12 year old son, and he gets invited to laser tag parties for birthdays. Yeah. I'm the adult that like basically screams and terrifies the kids until they kick me out every time. <laughs> so that, that, for better or worse, that, so, that so, part is me. So, Tom, do you get annoyed when, when your son or daughter gets invited and you don't? happens i'm does... getting a bad reputation <laughs> that's so funny that was a great moment too by the way but it, it really plays in well to this i think to the mystery and the wonder and 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 uh and, and and just i don't know yeah that sense of being a kid i mean why 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 do we lose that you know i mean it, it but we do we lose it somewhere along the way and we become fascinated and hypnotized by logic and mathematics and 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 relationships i suppose uh, but anyway it's uh it's some great you know what i love about your film too is it's it's it 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 has lots of answers tom but i think it raises tons of questions as well and i've studied philosophy for most of my life and and i'm not i'm, I'm actually way more interested in the question i mean I don't like movies that tie everything up in a tidy mm. bow. I, I think a movie can, should be satisfying. I, hopefully at the end of this movie, it feels very satisfying, but it isn't, you know, he doesn't skip off into the sunset and everything's okay. You sort of get a sense. This guy has a, like all of us, has a journey ahead. And he, this yep. is a huge victory for him, but it's, you know, every victory sort of sets up the next challenge. Um, it's, uh, I mean, Bob, Pyle himself is a very thoughtful person. Um, the The rough cut of the movie was three hours long. It was twice as long as what you're watching. And, <laughs> I bet. And there was so much of so much of those. There's a lot still left in the movie, but those sort of quiet moments of just, hey, let's hang out in nature with this guy and sort of watch him just think about what's happening. Any um, any Pilgrim's Progress in the film? Because the backpack scene where he almost went off the side, I just like the and the backpacks kind of a running gag throughout really isn't it but but and i've worn some of those backpacks they're miserable things awful awful i mean <laughs> i'm a boy scout a troop uh assistant troop leader now and i'm <laughs> dreading the, the 50 miler um, oh that's so funny my shoulders just hurt thinking about it uh yeah i mean he's doing penance to some extent right yeah. mm -hmm. he 
he starts this journey needing a lot of closure and having made a lot of mistakes that we've, we've been on the sidelines for in the film. And, you know, it's Pilgrim's Progress. I thought about that suit of armor and the mission, that great visual yeah. with oh, Robert, yeah. Robert De Niro. And it's just this awful ball and chain that start represents more and more. One you know what? I just had an image of, I just had an image of it hitting the water and all the red clay. Do you remember that? Because he's been yeah. walking up the mountain and all the red clay just is cleansed off of the armor as it sinks to the bottom. Oh, that's great. I got to watch yeah. that. Yeah, it's uh, such a good movie. Um, that, was the, that was another interesting thing. I mean, I went and looked at anything I could find that was sort of a, somebody on a physical journey, right? There's a million road movies. But hiking movies, there's really not very many. I mean, even an amazing movie like Never Cry Wolf, which right. I think this has a lot of similarities to, he gets to where he's going, and for the most part, he's there. Um, mm. So that was, I think, a challenge. And also something, I'm a person most people meet, and I, they think I'm a, like a librarian. And then I explain, ah, I chase firefighters into burning buildings for a living, or what, went on tour, go on tour with rap groups and film them. And... I loved meeting Bob and I loved his story because I think he presents what it is to be a man in a way that I rarely see in films and I never see in action movies, not since Never Cry Wolf, where he's this quiet, introspective scientist who loves butterflies. And here he goes on this amazing trek that would kill most people. And it isn't his physical strength there is like machismo that gets him through it it's his ability to analyze and think about things and the things that seem like a weakness in the beginning turn out to be his secret strength that pulls him through it and that was something i was really excited about too especially as a parent you know i'm always thinking about you know do i want to raise a son who is considerate and thoughtful and or do I want to raise somebody who just, I mean, look, you look at the last week in our politics, right? It's two very different views of what it means to be a leader and what it means to be a man. Mm -hmm. And this film, I think, certainly sides on one side of that. I love uh, the, the passionate commitment that he had to his cause, whatever the heck it really was, ultimately. And maybe he didn't, like you said, I love how you said he, wherever he was going to, he was already there, you know, but, you know, just by being present and, and existentially aware right? Not just of his surroundings, but, and I love the indigenous wisdom that comes out of this as well, that isn't it the, the woman who says, maybe you should look more inside? Yeah. And those, those are all based on real people he encountered. And it's amazing. So cool. it was, and that was something else that I thought was interesting. You know, he's not by himself, he's by himself a lot in the movie, but sure. he encounters loggers and forest service workers and a Yakima uh, native family that's there. And all of those people they sort of have some wisdom, but you definitely get a sense that they're all dealing with huge messes of their own. And right. isn't that sort of movie where he comes across the wise native family? Like they're fighting. David Koechner plays the husband, who's the, the white husband, who's <laughs> He's like a so total funny. racist. What's he yeah, doing yeah. there? And yeah. I love that idea that he sort of drifts in and out of these other people's movies and he, he picks up things from them. And he also learns all these people how, are dealing with their own struggles. We, we, we've all got issues. We've all, we've all got the, the hill to climb. Um, so many favorite moments, and I know we've got to wrap up here in a couple of minutes, sadly. I knew this was going to happen. Uh, wow. Usually does, usually does. Um, uh, the, the shot of uh, Highway 12 or Gold Springs, like that could be the poster to me, you know? Like, 
he's just like, no, no, I really want to go Highway 12, but I got to go the other way, right? Like, isn't, and isn't that just, aren't we all there to some degree? Oh, totally. All the time. And I think as an audience member, hopefully, so so for, you know, for people that haven't seen the film, he gets to, he has a really life-changing, I'm going to say terrifying moment, the kind of moment that makes you reevaluate everything you think you know about how the world works. And he gets to a fork in the trail and it's like one goes downhill to the highway and the other one goes uphill and there's a big sign. You saw the sign. It says for experienced hikers only. And we just kind of sit there with him and watch him kind of, that's where David Cross is so amazing, right? You can just sit on his face and you just see the gears turning and you see yourself in him. And there's these cool moments where you're sort of like, maybe the movie should end right here. May I, I, maybe this, maybe he should just go home. I'm okay if the movie's 40 minutes long. And, you know, he keeps making these interesting choices. The, the, map, the map scene near the beginning of the film is hilarious. So, so am I here? And then the, 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 the gap is just like yeah. how the gap's this big, you know, like a couple of inches on, 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 the, on the map. But how big is that in real life? It's just uh, it's so, so good. Hey, maybe, maybe last question. This is a biggie, but uh, you've got about three minutes to answer this. Um, documentarian um um what are the skills you bring from that to this to 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 tell the the real authentic true story um first and foremost i think it was flexibility because as a documentary filmmaker you know where you're going you know you know where you're going and you don't know how what's going to happen a lot of the time being especially being a verite documentary filmmaker i don't do a lot of people sitting down talking. I do a lot of running around chasing people. And that gave me a tremendous amount of flexibility that I think was my number one arrow in my quiver in terms of, I mean, hey, there's a thunderstorm. The scene that I spent 10 years writing where he wades out into the lake that's everyone's favorite scene in the movie, we can't film it. All right, what are we going to film today? So uh, things like that constantly uh, were, I was leaning on that and it helped me not get flustered but i think also i think other filmmakers are sort of maybe who are more traditionally trained were looking for different things in scenes and for me it was just hey let's get to a place that feels real and we'll capture it and put it together so it was i think about also giving the actors like a lot of space and not feeling like i had to hear everything exactly the way that i wrote it yeah, I think I'd love to ask you if we had more time. I'd love to ask you about the the truth to be found in fiction. You know, as a documentarian chasing these real world stories, the truth that's in the Dark Divide to me is 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 there's a wisdom to this film, this to, to this man's story, and to the way you guys present it that I think is just brilliant. Oh, thank you. And I, I should mention the so the film is going to be available on dvd video on demand so it'll be on you know itunes amazon all the usual places not netflix sorry um starting november 10th and uh you can go to darkdividefilm.com if you're looking for the trailer or where to find it or to sign up for updates and um you know if people watch it and they have questions they can email me through the website i love oh that's awesome. i love feedback oh absolutely oh that's great oh that's really cool and we'll get all that out on media uh, social media too for you and and we'll put up a little blurb on the on the site too. Hey, one last question. Did he really meet his wife in mushroom class? He absolutely did. Wow, that's just so perfect in yeah, so all, many ways. 
all those moments are, I mean, that was the amazing thing. They're all these real moments. We just got to sort of put them all together into a more singular timeline. So great. Tom, what a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you so much for this film. Really, honestly, it's a real gift and uh, looking forward to hearing and reading other reviews and, and uh, hopefully we'll get to actually meet face to face one day instead of digitally. That would be amazing. Yeah, we've been we've been talking with Tom Putnam here today on on face to face. If you've enjoyed what you heard today, please give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Say uh, a shout out, out on uh, iTunes. Uh, we would appreciate it. Tom Putnam, the Dark Divide here on Face to Face today. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, David. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.